you're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room, and we have Star Trek because our featured guest today is Captain Kirk, LaVon Kirkland, a former teammate of ours and a brother, and uh, we love him very much. Uh, LaVon, welcome to the locker room. Tunch, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the invite. Wolf. How you Thank doing? Thank you so much for having me, man. I love you guys. It's good to be talking to you again. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the fabulous things, LaVon, <laughs> you, you know, you're so straight-faced right now, but you are one of the funniest guys. Right. <laughs> and we just so enjoyed the times we've interacted with you, and it's just wonderful what? for Pittsburgh to have that big mug of yours back if you would out on the radio air. You know, yeah. do you have it in the radio ether here because people love you. People still talk uh, about you here, man. Well, thank you so much. You guys do a great job of of pumping me up, and I had a great time with you guys. And you're so you're so right. Most people, they really, if you're not in the locker room, if you didn't know me, didn't know that I was a <laughs> a guy that could really crack people up. So, yeah, um, two yeah, times. Because I don't look like it. I don't look like it at all. No, you scare the average person for crying out loud. Two two it's time so two time All Pro. Eleven years in the NFL. Nine years with the Steelers, and now you're coaching at the Arizona Cardinals, right? You know, I was coaching with those guys. Uh, it was only like a two year kind of a fellowship thing, but now I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. I, I am working with the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame as the Vice President of Development. Wow. So I'm doing that. So it's more of a it's more of giving back now, the phase that I'm in at this point in time. So it's great because we get to deal with a lot of student athletes and we get to talk to them about you know, giving them a better life. And we try to do that by educating them, empowering them encouraging them so i'm with that group now and it's been a lot of fun i actually even have my own um own podcast which is called inside blitz with levon kirkland oh okay and um also developing another podcast uh doing the first show today levon kirkland that's talking about clemson football so yeah you know um I'm, I'm still coaching, but I'm just coaching in a different way. I'm not really coaching for any team, per se. Right, right. <laughs> now, LaVon, we got to go back to your playing career because you had – you were Blitzburg. You guys, you were in the midst right. of Blitzburg. Okay, yeah. Bill Cower. I mean, you, you played Dick 11 LeBeau. years. Yes, you were multiple Pro Bowl and all pro and all kinds of stuff, right? So, you guys got – you got yourself – you, you got uh, Kevin Green, you got Greg Lloyd – you got uh, Chad Brown. You got Jason Gilden. What was that bunch of crazies like back in the day? Yeah, and the, you had uh, a real good nickname, but you didn't like yours nickname. Oh, heck no, I didn't like that nickname because it didn't really make any sense back then. But to answer the Wolf question, it was a lot of fun, to be honest with you. Believe it or not, I was pretty much the same one in the whole group. I was more <laughs> eating eel. <laughs> but that's quite a statement now. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is quite a statement because Kevin and Greg, man, it was like, 
you know, it was like you kind of let them do their own thing. And you don't really coach those guys as much. That's what I saw Marvin do. He didn't really. He coached Greg and Kevin through me and Chad. Yeah. So me and Chad were, we were the scapegoats a lot of time. And he'll say stuff like, we got to stop jumping off sides. And we're looking at each other. Me and Chad are like, we never jump off sides. But he wouldn't really say that to Kevin and Kevin and um, Greg. So it, it was basically some veteran guys with Kevin and Greg and then young guys with me and Chad. And, you know, me and Chad had to really grow into our positions because we never played it before. But it was a lot of fun. And then we had a, a, another young guy, Jason, who was an emerging star. And we were doing something that was unique to the NFL at the time. We were We were sending people from everywhere, but protecting uh, the cornerbacks and the safety. So it was a lot of fun, and we got a chance to display what we can all do. We were all unique, and we were all valuable to the team. We all brought something to the table. So it was a great time. The, the only thing that we missed out is winning the Super Bowl. Right, right, and that was in 95 when you guys lost to the Cowboys. But, yeah, you know, that's that that's heartbreaking, absolutely. What was it like? I mean, you know, Kevin and you know, Greg had a little bit of a rivalry, did they not? I mean, one was always Great. trying to up, and it was good competitive rivalry. Yeah. I mean, it's one you want to encourage, but at times, I would imagine some of the conversations in the huddle got a little bit crazy. <sighs> Let me tell you, man. <laughs> you know, when. Like, I've never played inside back. I, I think most people don't know that. I never played inside back until I got to Pittsburgh. Right. I was an outside backer at Clemson. And when I moved to the inside, uh, you know, I had to really learn. And I, that was Touch. Touch was on the team. And I really kind of had to learn. And um, I would have just touched a couple of times. But, and Touch can tell you, man, I was I was a very cooperative um Scout guy. Yeah, he was a great guy. He will, he played outside yeah. linebacker against me. Right. Yeah, and I would and touch me like calm it down. <laughs> I'd be like, I got you, touch. You know, I I never try to be anything crazy, but as we went along, you know, one of the things that Bill Carr told me to do is, you know, Levon, you got to really take on the huddle. Right. And I'm looking at the personalities we got with Kevin and Greg and Ron. I'm like. Uh, so how do you want me to do that? So basically, I had to kind of fake it until I make it kind of thing. <laughs> and then I just remember sometimes Greg would be like, we're not running that. I, they are giving the signal. LeBron would give me the signal. I relay it. And Greg is like, no, nah, we ain't running that. <laughs> so we get to the film room, and they're like, what happened on this play? And I have to take the blame because they were going to say because honestly they're going to blame it on me anyway because right. they wasn't going to give it to Greg or Kevin and then sometimes Kevin was like I would make the call I would say tight we'll be two but ready great I'm telling you two seconds later Kevin would be like hey Kurt what was the call I'm like, <laughs> I just gave you the call and then you got Chad beside me and Chad was real cool we worked really well together right. But Chad was not going to make any adjustments or call anything until after I call it. And <laughs> I would be like, Chad, you can help me out a little bit by just like, if I don't see it right away, just go ahead and say it. 
We just if we if we if one if we if we make the wrong call, we'd be on we all be wrong. It's okay. Yeah. But he would never do it unless <laughs> I would do it. And so my demeanor on the field, it was different from college because in college, man, I would jump all around, celebrate, but with those guys, man, I had to change my game a whole lot and I had to be a little bit more not so conservative, but you know, I had to really calm down my celebrations, things of that nature because I had these four guys, I had these three other guys, man, that were just something else sometimes. And um, Kevin and Kevin and Greg were really funny uh, in a lot of ways. They wore these shorts that me and me, me and Chad did not want to wear. <laughs> but <laughs> the '80s style, huh? the early bit. '90s. Yeah, those yellow. They had these black and yellow bumblebee kind of tights. <laughs> they were wearing, and me. And Mid chair was like, hey, no, we're not wearing those. <laughs> and they made us wear. And then, you know, they had the name of Quiver and Quake. Right. Yeah. Let's go back to your question, Touch. And they had the snake, but they couldn't figure out what was <laughs> what would go with snake. So they said, bait. <laughs> we took a picture talking about the Intimidators. Yeah. And you could just see my face with the shirt says bait. Everybody else has a cool nickname. <laughs> And I end up with <laughs> Levon, I got to tell you, I just totally hate that thing. One of the things that that cracked me up was when we were talking one time on the South Side. We got in a conversation about because let's face it, you're bigger than normal inside linebacker. Right. You're you're a oh, big dude, right? Yeah. So you're right. sitting there with Tunch and I. And you go. So if uh, if I played for Chuck. Would he have let me play linebacker? And I said, only from a four-point stance. <laughs> uh, probably, you know, that really broke my heart, man. No! Because, uh, it was a compliment you know, to Chuck, you. I know Chuck was so, I mean, I, I talked to him just once or twice, which was, like, mind-blowing to me. And he was an incredible um, coach and man. And man, you know, you, you always wish that you can play for guys like that. So, right. yeah, you know, my I was just, you know, I kind of grew into my position, <laughs> I fit into my position, but it, it worked for me. Yeah, but I tell guys all the time, like my size was really my advantage in a lot of ways because yeah. I was, you know, believe it or not. I was a really good athlete. Um, yes, <laughs> and you were—you know, were, you were a knee bender too, I, man. You, yeah, you—you you, 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 you know, you low. were able to play and, so long. And uh, you know what? I—I—I yeah. uh, I, I, I think you and me and Matt Millen were together. I think at the Super yeah. Bowl week, and he yeah. said, "Play, you play great with your eyes, mm-hmm. and you—you uh, yeah. you just saw everything. You anticipated well. You were a great player, Levon. Absolutely." Oh, well, thank you so much, Tunch. That means a lot coming from you guys. But, you know, Matt also, like, i I tell you a story. Before that Super Bowl, he told me, like, you're seeing the right things, but I just want you to trust your eyes. Right. You just need to trust your eyes more. And when he said that, I was like, it was an aha moment for me. Yeah. And I went out and I had a pretty good Super Bowl, but that carried me for a long time because – it really was about that. It's really about seeing what was going on in the now. Right. And I know when people talk about players, they talk about 
you know, a guy being a smart guy or a guy being an athletic guy or a guy being a uh, instinctual guy. I just really, a lot of times, I study what other people were doing, but my mindset was always play what's going on right mm-hmm. now. Like, what's happening now? They could change their whole scheme. They could do something different. But from my position, which was you try to be proactive and reactive, and I just, whatever they showed me, that's what I played. That's what I played. And I think that was one of the reasons why, at my size, I was able to make probably plays that you would never think a guy at my size could ever do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Now, LeVon, one of the thing, questions I got to ask you in this COVID-19 Ooh. year, this is crazy, but think about no preseason games. Think about not having a filled-out scouting report, essentially, because you, the Pittsburgh Steelers, are playing the New York Giants, and there's Joe Judge, a new coach, with a new team, mm-hmm. no video evidence, and you talk about playing what's right before you, you're literally going to be playing what's right before you come Monday night, would you not? It's going back to Lamar High School in 1986 and 87, and, dude, you're just, you're really not doing that much scouting or extensive studying. You're just playing what's going on right, right. right in front of you. You're just playing ball. And I think it's going to be more of that kind of feel that first that first game because you really don't have a lot to rely on. And in professional football, you know how important that is, that they rely on it. But um, the true intelligent man is a man that can learn on the fly, a man that can, you know, Amen. take chances. And I think that's just what it's going to be. It's, it's going to be football that is – pure state even on the highest level it's going to be like hey man do whatever they do i mean it's not going to have a lot of advanced stuff unless you go back and you go back and watch the film and a lot of times when you do that especially as coaches you, you hope that you're not chasing a lot of ghosts out there you hope you're not giving you know you're just trying to find things just to find things that this is just going to be one of those games that you don't really know exactly, exactly what they're going to be doing. So it'll be interesting to see. LaVon, your rookie, the rookie show, did you imitate Cower? Yes, I did. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, you had me crack it up. You you were the best. You you were the best imitator of Bill Cower, and I was just cracking up. My, I, my stomach was cramping. Well, when you're a funny person like myself, what you actually do <laughs> is you study, you study people. You yeah. look at them and you're just like, you're kind of like, okay, this what happened. Okay, okay, let me see his mannerism a little, a little bit. Um, I talked, you remember AZ Anthony Grigg? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I call, he called me yesterday. Where, where, where and, is he? Where is he now? He's, in, he's still in Pittsburgh. He's probably, you know, not too far from you. But uh, Oh, yeah. Okay, remember the drive? You remember the drive with John Elway, Cleveland Brown? Right. Yeah, uh, yes. The Denver Broncos? Yeah. So he's on that team. And Coach Cower is, you know, one of the coaches with the Browns at the time. And <laughs> I, I was watching it on TV or whatever like that, and I saw Anthony Griggs, number 53. And if you would have saw it, I started laughing so hard because 
AG did not know what he was doing. He kept looking at the safety, you know, like, <laughs> and after a while, you play a while, you understand body language. You understand when a guy has no clue right. what he's doing. So he's out there, he's looking back at the safeties, he's kind of lining up, and I cracked on him so bad about the drive, and John Elway coming up to the line of scrimmage saying, Check, check, 53, 53. So it was, uh, you know, you just, when you're when you cracking on people, you really got to study them and their mannerisms and what they do. So going back to Coach Cowher, like every day in practice, I would just kind of look at what he was doing. And when the Ricky show came up, I was like, I'm going to imitate Coach Cowher. <laughs> that had to be something, man. That was I funny. I thought I did a great job too. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, Levon, you you said that you were coaching up guys in uh, for church guys. Did you say that? A church? No. Yeah. No. Clemson. Clemson. He's at oh. Clemson. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I I spent some time at Clemson. I was actually a, a missions officer at Clemson University. Yeah. Then um, I started coaching high school. Um, I was a head coach for a. Christian school, which was a lot of it was interesting, yeah. but you know I've I've coached guys you know on all levels with the Cardinals. I coached yeah. those guys, and I remember our fans was like, "Levon, no, what are you doing with the Cardinals?" <laughs> so I was like, "Hey, man, you know, coaching that's just how it goes." But I, I thought it was fun that our fan just kind of remembered me in that way, and uh, throughout the years. Uh, the fans have been tremendous to me and really showed a lot yeah. of appreciation. And if I can say anything to the fans out there listening, man, I really love the Pittsburgh fans. Yeah. Great fan base. I love playing for that city. I love playing for that organization. And I, I, I wouldn't have had it any other way. I, I think the only thing you may say, you know, you want, you always want to leave out with a Super Bowl. Yeah. That didn't happen. But man, we had some great teams. Right. And, I got to meet guys like you guys, and um, I had a lot of fun with you guys too. Yeah. It was a great time. Well, so so you uh, so you coached coached up a, a lot of guys to love Jesus, right? Yeah, you know, my father is from. My father is a minister. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay, now it's yeah. coming together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you love your Jesus. Man, yeah, your mannerisms. Okay, now yeah. this is making more sense. I met Jesus early on. Yeah. Right. But, you know, the great thing is my father really is, he really is still with all my brothers and sisters, uh, putting God first in your life yeah. right? and how important that is and really how that shapes life. It gives you a, really a guide yes. on mm -hmm. how to perform as a man. Yes. And it gives you wisdom beyond uh, a lot of things that you can possibly read. I, I remember my father really getting on me about, you know, reading the whole book of Proverbs. <laughs> but the whole book of Proverbs, you know, I'm a young man. And he's right. like, I need for you to read the book of Proverbs. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I remember just reading and so much wisdom just in that particular book. And that's one of my favorite books as far as the Bible is concerned. Yeah. But, you know, my father also gave me this advice, too. And this is the advice I always took. And I always try to share that you live your life to a certain standard. 
that people are curious about it and they will yes. ask you mm-hmm. about it. And then that's when you can tell them about um you can tell them about God and yeah. about what Jesus did. Um and he was really you know, he was a prime example of that. And people would come up to him and just like, Why are you the way you are? And he said, That's when you witness to him. He always thought that people try to push the Bible down your throat never worked. Right. Right. That if you just lived your life a certain way, people will get interested and they'll be curious. And then you can always give them, well, hey, here it is. Exactly. So, uh, so you know. So I, that's the example I try to live by. But I also try to be real, too. And I try to be human because being in that ram, trust me, I had some, there were some holy rollers um, <laughs> where where I'm from. And a lot of times people can't really relate to that. So I think when you're sharing the gospel, you got to make yourself relatable. Right. You got to be able to talk to young men and talk on their level and understand them instead of just trying to preach at them. So yes. I always try to make it more of an individual relationship kind of way yeah. and try to understand that young man first and try to get where he's coming from so I can possibly give him the right advice. And, you know, the thing about it, Levon, it's about loving the guy next to you, the guy to your left, yeah. the guy to your right. You look, I, I always think about Jesus's words when he said, you know, love God with all your heart and soul and then love your neighbor as yourself. And who's your neighbor in the locker room? Look in the huddle. Yeah. You know, uh, you mm-hmm. look at all these things. That's who your neighbor is, and you yeah. love them. You yeah. know, and yeah. and uh, no. and uh, Jesus said, uh, "One more command I give to you: Love one another as I have loved you." And He loved us sacrificially, and unconditionally. And uh, you know, I see that in you, Levon. And uh, you, 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 doing a great you, job, you, brother. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Thank you, we're going to have to go to break. That. What? Where can you get your your? Uh, uh, you know the uh, what? What you doing the uh, pod? The uh, podcast? Podcast? Yeah, yeah. You, you know you can go on the uh, you can go on South Carolina football. I uh, was www.sc the football spelled out f o o t b a l l h o f dot org. I know it's long, right? Yeah. I try to shorten it up a little bit. But it's, <laughs> it's South Carolina football h o f dot org. So if you ever want to check us out. That's where the podcast is. Uh, that's where we're doing what we call our Bridge Builders Excellence Program, where we're reaching back and we're helping young people now. So if you Fabulous. want to go on that, please do. You got an opportunity to be a member, yeah. donor, or a sponsor. So it's Levon, can we have you back sometime? Yeah. So we always have. Yeah. All right. Love you, buddy. Appreciate love you, you, man. Love you, love you, love you. God, God, Thank God you, bless man. you. Take care. Thank you for coming on with us. You you, you made our yeah, show Yeah, especially Tunch. He's getting mental on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anytime, man. Thank you so much, guys. And, next, you, and next time you're going to do a cower imitation. Yeah, there we go. I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. I can do Greg, too. Okay. Do Save that for the next time, man. You got to have one of those beep, beep, beep for Greg because, you know, he curses a lot. Gotcha. Right. Thanks, brother. Thank All you, bro. Thanks. Take care. Bro. Uh, that was Levon Kirkland, and you know he's he's hilarious. He is, and, he's and too he's, I didn't know his dad was guy. a minister. Yeah, I knew yeah. I knew his, his dad was a minister. Uh, we're going to take a break. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room.